0: Listening to Radio Owl's Nest. The songs of Martin Page all day, all night, forever. So grab a cup of tea, settle down with us in the Owl's Nest. Yes, he's back, he's back. You thought he was gone, but he's back. 2021 and he's back he's still here uh, i can hear you moaning groaning and going oh bloody hell no but yes he's back sat in his chair cup of tea at hand in the radio al's nest studio um some incense burning in the corner uh, lots of buddhists around me trying to keep me calm and peaceful Uh, What a bloody year we had last year. It's hard to actually fathom, isn't it? I just hope that you're still out there with your ears, your owl ears, listening to me. If you are, that means you survived. I don't really like talking about politics uh, and all that crap, uh, so I won't. But I do want to say I wish this new year on all of us to be beautiful, better, more positive, more healthy and more everything good, hey? Yes, I think you'd all agree. Uh, you've all been so encouraging, uh, and although I was going to scurry away into the dark and say never again, you all said, "Well, we quite like Radio Hour's Nest." Well, three of you said that, and I thought three. Let's turn that into three thousand. Uh, I-, I do that kind of thing. You always have to think bigger than what it actually is. But um, yes, in my sex life, it's been like that too. But we won't go into that right now. I'm here again to play lots of music, all from my suitcase, from my career, because I'm incredibly egocentric, as you know, and. And I love listening to my own stuff. It's as simple as that. I want to put a big shout out to uh, Vanessa Levitt, who keeps uh, all this stuff going. You know, the Facebook, the Instagram, and even this radio show that goes onto SoundCloud uh, and onto iTunes. It's all down to Vanessa, uh, and she's a beautiful owl head. Um, and so, I suppose we better get on with the show, 2021. What do you think?
1: Europa!
0: Okay. Sounds good. Will the format of uh, Radio Owls Nest be exactly the same as it was before? Who can tell? Who can say? I think it would be nice to do some different things and so maybe these shows will have a, will actually grow into something a little bit different that was uh, last year. Maybe freshen it up a bit. Uh, Maybe some specials as well in the year. I think I I was contemplating doing a few specials. Maybe talking about certain albums in depth. Who can tell? Who knows? I'll see how that takes my fancy and your fancy. But let's get rolling with a song that I think um, we all need to do this year. It's a song called Try, and it's from my album In the Temple of the Muse.
1: you, baby, just try, try. you just can't feel anymore baby just try try to trust your heart
0: It's a song called Try, and I know I could try a little bit harder this year, and um, I think I should. Last year, um, I was locked away, as we all were, in lockdown, and uh, it did force me to be mixing an album that I've been working on for literally about three to four years, so the lockdown made me concentrate and try harder on finishing what I think is possibly one of the best records I've ever made. All the musicians that were with me in in the House of Stone and Light days appeared... Out of the blue and we all got together and we did a rather live record and uh, I'm very excited about uh, how that's coming together. It's funny how some things in our lives, like this uh, terrible virus, forces us to uh, knuckle down and sometimes do some of the things that we run away from. I can't wait for you all to hear this work I've been concentrating on diligently. OK, 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 enough of that, all this self gratification Let's uh, get down to business. Here are true
1: facts about the owl.
0: No, 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 we've had enough of you. You're very annoying. Leave by the back door, please. This is a song called Baby Rebel, and I wrote this with Bernie Taupin back in the Dark Ages, and it was written for that rocker, Eddie Money, uh, God rest his soul Yes, uh, they asked us uh, Richie Zito, the producer, asked us to uh, Me and Bernie to get a song together For Eddie, and uh, we did And I demoed it at uh, my little house uh, Crescent Heights, when I first came into Los Angeles, and Eddie actually Came to my house and stood there Smoking a cigarette and looking at me going Do not play any Thirds and fifths in the bass line I want it rock and roll and all the roots Mmm, so uh, <laughs> There we are, Eddie made his point um this is the demo, a eight track demo. Baby <laughs> Rebel. Like Black- rebel oh uh the cat was falling I can hear it in uh is it yes, it is, so I have to stop this is important, <laughs> and i've got my i don 't know if you've ever tasted the um McVitie's Rich Tea, oh yes the best, you dip your biscuits in it and McVitie's Rich Tea will send you to heaven um, that was Baby Rebel, um, a song I wrote with Bernie Torpin. it was written for Eddie Money and I thought it was perfect for Eddie Money and I think Ritchie Zito who was there in that room when Eddie was smoking and looking at me very um, strangely, uh, Ritchie thought it was a good song as well and he played the guitar solo on that demo, he said plug me in and we had a Rockman there, one of those very small uh, units you used to sound like a a major setup for a guitar. He plugged in, and Richie Zito played the solo. Alas! Eddie did not record the song, even though I was going, but, 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 baby rebel. Eddie said, no, that's not for me. But I do remember, he pushed me away uh, while I was singing, uh, (laughs) and he had a go at it himself. And then he went outside with a cigarette, and we never saw him again. Uh, That's the way these things sometimes go. Okay! Uh, my biscuits are very soggy, very soggy, beautiful, dipping into the tea, yes. You must get your McVitties, uh tea biscuits and dip it in. It's when it gets sloshy and mushy, when it is gorgeous. I, I sometimes get people, sometimes, uh, making requests to hear songs. And there's a gentleman called Jorgen. I, think, I hope I'm saying the word right. Jorgen, Jorgen. And uh, he's one of these fellows that is like an incredible demo spy. I'm sure that he's got... Um, a way into my vaults that I have no idea about. I hear lots of knocking and scratching late at night. That might be Jorgen. Um, He said, have you got a song called Together that I wrote with John Lind? Uh, John Lind, famous writer that I met when I first came to America. He worked with Earth Winner Father, man that wrote Boogie Wonderland and Crazy For You for Madonna. But we won't hold that against him. Uh, We wrote a song together called Together. And it was uh, recorded by Janobia Jetta and Glenn Jones. A wonderful duet. A great R&B record. It actually became a single. But I've got the original demo here uh, that nobody's heard. Un- unless Jorgen has burrowed his way into my vault again and he's already heard it. This was the demo made by John Lind and it's a beautiful rendition of the song. Here it is together. Beautiful, beautiful demo. Believe it or not, that is the demo of Together, and it was John Lind I wrote that song with, and John took some musicians uh, into the studio and did this demo, which I think was fantastic. When I first came to Los Angeles, it was these kinds of writers, you know, John Lind that had this amazing sense of harmonics and that West Coast sound. Uh, Great chords, great arrangement, and John uh, not only being a, a great writer and a great singer, he was also, as you can hear here, a great producer. I learnt a great deal from John, uh, and he actually uh, without uh, my phone. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm in such demand. Uh, be quiet. Uh, John turned me on to Maurice White and Earth Wind and Fire, and uh, all all of that went into a great place. So I thank John for that. The actual single that came out by Genobia Jetta and uh, Glenn Jones is that his name? Is it his name? Tell me if it's his name. Let's have a look here. Yes, it is. <laughs> Nervous moment then. Glenn Jones, great, great, great r singer. I know my history. Um, and uh, they, they made a, m- more of an up... Not an uptempo, but more of a swinging version of it. And it did quite well in the R&B charts. And I just, a moment ago, glanced at uh, YouTube and saw, for the first time, the video of them singing it together. Uh, Check it out if you get a chance. It's uh, really romantic and they end up getting married. Well, there you go, Jorgen. Um, I'm speaking to you and you're probably in my vault now working and I think you're somewhere uh, in Scandinavia. Uh, (laughs) Hope you enjoyed hearing the original demo of Together. Well, as you know, last season involved quiz. A quiz. Unfortunately, there were mass suicides, and we decided, for the safety of humanity, the quiz will be dumped this year. Oh, you say Not really. You're probably going, yeah! okay but in the place of the quiz we have um, produced something really quite amazing as a lot of you probably know we have a mascot uh, a cat that um, resides in ironing board uh, offices ironing board records music offices his name is Bootsy he's become more famous than all of us Uh, and Bootsy is a very 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 clever cat And we thought it would be good for humanity, for humanity to ask Bootsy important questions about life. Yes, life. So, through the Christmas period, we reached out to thousands of people to see if they wanted to ask Bootsy a question. And we were inundated with letters. Letters of desperation. And so, today, We are going to unveil the new series. The Wisdom of Bootsy. And today's question comes from T.R. Bosley of Blackpool, Lancashire. Bootsy, how meaningful is my work? I want to feel satisfied with my work at the end of the day. Is there a space between being and nothingness? Somewhere we drift without relative position or direction. Or is that the catnip speaking?
1: (laughs) The Wisdom of
0: Bootsy Well, I do hope that helped you, T.R. Bosley of Blackpool. Lancashire. Most of my friends say that it's quite unusual for a cat to talk and even more unusual for a cat to be a mascot of a record company. So I feel quite blessed. Anyway uh, Bootsy will be back pretty soon again to answer all your profound questions about life. <laughs> and here's a song called Secret Life. I wrote this with Go West... That's Peter Cox, and that's Richard Drummond on guitar. And this is a demo, a sixteen-track demo. Secret Life.
1: There's a cloud up in the sky. I can't find a place to hide.
0: was working with him with writing King of Visual Thinking and Faithful. And then we wrote a few other things. And this was one of them. Secret Life. Shame it didn't get on their... um, Hang on a minute. I'm eating my biscuits still. Get on their Indian Summer Album. Uh, Dipping in these wonderful, wonderful, as I told you, uh, McVitie's Tea Biscuits. Being dunked in now. Oh! Beauty personified. When these biscuits get soggy, Englishmen get happy. Um... Excuse the munching. But, um, Go West. Yes. A uh, couple of lovely lads. Um, I remember doing that demo very well. Um, we did it on the sixteen track and it was, um, a joy. Yes, a joy. That's the word I'm looking for because the lads were like, um, English mates and we really got on good. Um, I always thought that Go West to me were like somehow an amalgamation of an English band meeting Steely Dan. More of a quirky and pop-oriented Steely Dan, especially for um, England. I just thought their sophistication shone. Uh, I think yes, it's got to be it's the last biscuit, it's going in, is it? Yes it is dunking now, dunking now sounds like a submarine, doesn't it? Oh, that's the worst thing. Bits of it fall back into the tea and it's drowned and it's gone and there's no biscuits. Gets too soggy, it vanishes. Okay, okay! You know, I thought I'd turn you on to some books now and then that I'm reading. You might find them enjoyable. There's a book by Roger Scruton. Scruton, Scruton, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I make myself laugh. Nobody else does. Strange, I can sit alone in the studio and giggle. That is not a good sign. Anyway, this book by, uh, let's just say Roger... the book is called the soul of the world um, he's a philosopher and in that book the soul of the world there's a chapter called the sacred space of music I'll read a little bit to you musical movement or seems to be goal directed that is to say it moves towards definite closures or half closures and these again cannot be easily explained in terms of harmonic tension they are events In the space of reasons. The classical idiom uses this fact to generate an idea of musical progress and accomplishment. A movement grows out of the thematic material and moves through musical space in search of its completion. And this presents us with something that we do not encounter in everyday life, which is too much troubled by randomness, namely the completed gesture. The gesture on turning the page that completes itself out of its own inner content, which has no purpose but itself, and yet which also accomplishes that purpose. For many people, this is the eternal mystery and the most important reward of serious music, that it shows us human action drawing itself to a close. Well, I think Bootsy would be pleased with that. There's no—he's nodding. He's nodding in the corner. Uh, He agrees. So it's a good book by Roger Scruton. Roger Scruton, or both of them. Uh, It's called The Soul of the World. Now here's a very rare demo. It's a song called Sunrise. I wrote it with three lovely ladies. They were called the Triplets. It went on to be a single, and it was on their debut album. I'll tell you a little bit more about it after. Enjoy the sunrise! demo as uh, all the songs are well most of the songs on this show are demos because uh, it, it's actually a song podcast a songwriter's podcast i suppose that was the triplets uh, three lovely ladies i wrote with in 1991 and they were actually triplets it was diana sylvia and vicky uh, I hope I'm saying that right. I'm terrible with the words today. Vicky and Sylvia and Diana Velegas or Vallegas, probably. Um, they put out an album called Thicker Than Water in 1991, and... Um, it uh, it was great to work with them. Uh, they were voted the best band in New York in 1981. Um, they probably hate me saying this, but a lot of people, I think, because of their harmonies, thought they were like a Mexican abba. They were amazing when they came to the microphone. I and mean, literally, you didn't have to when you did the harmonies. You just put a mic up, and they came around, and they got a perfect blend. Uh, they were thicker than water. They were uh, they were definitely joined at the hip as singers. It was fantastic. Uh, Literally, I was amazed. You look over your shoulder, and uh, they were singing three-part harmonies. Instantly, you didn't have to do any engineering. The balance was great. Um, female Beach Boys were in my uh, in my garage for a while. It seemed. So that song, uh, The Sunrise, was a single and uh, did quite well. Unfortunately, their album didn't break through, but they went on and had another few hit singles and continued to work. Um, Quite a funny story there. The Middle Eight, uh, I remember them saying to me, we want a better Middle Eight. So they all left, uh, went into the kitchen and did some uh, cooking. They were great at cooking Uh, (laughs) as well. As well as singing, they were great cooks. And... um, I I constructed a middle eight away from them. They came in and they said, yes, that's better. And then they sang in Mexican, uh, Spanish, all through the middle eight. And to this day, I have no idea what they sang in the middle eight. Here are true facts about the owl. No, 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 no. Those days are gone. We're moving into the future with new things. Uh, Please leave again by the back door. Thank you. Uh, I want to try something new here. Um, I'm going to call this uh, part of the show the Eight Bar Dissection. It is a songwriter's podcast, so I thought it would be good to try something that um, is rather crazy but might be useful to uh, songwriters out there. I'm going to play eight bars of a song of mine, and I'm going to dissect them. Now, obviously, for the songwriters out there, this might be useful, but I also think people out there who are um, interested in the mystery behind um, why songs are a certain way, why um, I write them a certain way, and what I'm thinking about when I'm writing them, particularly in sections um, and where the inspiration comes from. So, today... This is the first uh, episode of the 8-Bar Dissection. And for the first um, 8-Bar Dissection uh, interlude, we are going to play um, 8 bars of a song you probably know. Is the intro to uh, a song of mine which I wrote with Bernie Taupin called These Dreams. You probably recall uh, that's the intro, the theme that you hear on the record. You're listening here to the actual demo I made um, on an 8-track, on a Fostex 8-track. So that's the 8-bar intro that I did um, writing These Dreams the day I got Bernie's lyric. Uh, let's just listen to it one more time and then I'll analyse it. So there again is the 8 bars uh, intro of These Dreams, my demo, and I shall now start the 8 bar dissection. The chords you hear, well the opening chord is a D minor 11th, which is um, a D minor with a 7th in it and a 4th in it, and uh, it has this feeling, uh, this cluster of... Of kind of um, not laying down anywhere a bit like a dream would be where you just hover and the chord then moves into a G minor 11 and a minor so we stay in the minor key which makes you feel very very much in a um, nebulous halfway place it's not rooted in major Um, I wouldn't say but people say that minor keys are depressive uh, or down yes but in this case with a D minor 11 I think there's a sense that something's hanging in the air Next, let's look at the tempo. It's 80 beats per minute, which is like a walking tempo. So you got, uh, and, and on this tempo, you feel like it's not too slow, it's not too fast, it's not weighing you down. And I don't think it's weighing you down because the kick is playing on every fourth. There's no backbeat. The backbeat comes in the chorus, like a snare beat. So we're marching, we're walking towards something. Uh, so the tempo, 80, with just the kick playing... Um, And with those chords, the minor chords, you feel like you're walking towards, in my mind, something quite mysterious. But if you listen carefully to the drum rhythm uh, played on a well programmed on a Lindrum, you can hear eights, eight fast beats of a hi hat and a side stick sort of on in delay. So there's this eights rhythm, very delicate, just pulsing along and keeping us moving. The the fork the fours on the kick could make it feel a little bit tired, but these cha 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 is making us feel like oh no, we are still moving and we are still alive and we're heading somewhere. So if you listen carefully. Around that thumping kick, which is the march, you'll hear a delicacy of eights appearing on hi-hats and um, a, a side stick, which is being put through a delay just to give it some character. Now the sound of the chords, that's played on a Jupiter 8 and the sound is like a beautiful blue pad. Very mellow, not harsh, so you're not playing a piano, you're playing chords that blend into each other, almost uh, orchestrated. Here I was trying to get a blend of an orchestra sound, but also with a vocal sound so you have a choral sound, a warmth. Also with the bass, there's not a bass in here yet, really, of sorts, but there is a bass synth. There's just playing within the pads, a sense So you can hear the root harmonics of the chords moving. So the real bass doesn't come in till the chorus. And when we hit the chorus, we hit the major chord of F going down to C. So from this D minor, we suddenly go into a major chorus. That's when the bass can hit harder. That's when the backbeat of the drums can hit harder. But here at the beginning, I was just doing the bass subliminally to feel like it's crawling up on you. Obviously I had the lyrics in front of me about to sing into the verse and of course Bernie's lyric which was written really for Stevie Nicks had a very ethereal feel about it. So if you listen to the intro I'm trying to create a mystical feeling a sense of hanging maybe yes walking through a forest walking through a wood Um, and if you listen real carefully to the intro you'll hear me in the background doing a couple of scats like whoa whoa whoa." and uh, then you'll also hear like um, in about four bars in a noise. It goes go 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 go. This is just to create the sense that we're in a landscape that is um, alive. And um, I made those sounds just by you know dragging noises across, uh, putting my fingers across the keyboard and putting delay on it, just to give a feeling of ambience. Also, you can on the intro, this bell-like that starts the song off, which became very characteristic. That is again me just doing a whole trill across a Jupiter eight sound and dousing it in delay now the theme melody um, very important you know to find a theme melody that uh, you can come to after maybe the first chorus it actually becomes the theme um, almost a uh, opposite to what the chorus is but still a theme and I'm playing it first a lower octave then I join it with a higher octave on a keyboard and I actually sing it as well Yes, a bit of Doctor Who going on there, but as but what I'm trying to say there is the theme starts in a with a certain sound, then an octave joins on it, then the voice joins on it around the same time in in the in the second half of the eight bars, and so you feel a very subliminal climb. And uh, the second four bars of the intro, the theme is played with a slight bell sound, so you get the sense of something becoming a little more harder and um, actually defining those notes. So there's a lot of subliminal moves up on that um, actual theme. The bells still mellow, but they give you a sense of impact and definition. Also what's quite interesting, if you listen to the theme, it starts off on the beat in the first four bars and then in the second half it goes into pushes where it's an offbeat. So it is a bit more um, complicated the second time the riff starts, which I think adds to the flavour. And as you all know, the first lyrics, Spare a little candle, save some light for me. Those lyrics are about to appear in the song. And so um, knowing what the lyrics were, I wanted to make an intro feel like it was a flowing river. Um, I'm a great fan of songs feeling like they move somewhere and that they... um, are going to naturally take you on a progression. So I had a vision of this song actually being like a river flowing slow. And uh, somehow, when it hits the chorus, an urgency happens, as does most rivers when they hit the sea. Well, that did sound rather poetic, didn't it? Uh, These were the first eight bars dissection. But um, the chorus does uh, resolve into uh, the F chord, which is the uh, minor third Of the D minor, Um, so there's a lovely resolve there, and then then the F goes down to a C, but the bass is in an E, so I'm just trying to jump forward here and just say that I'm a great fan of the bass notes, um, not being the root notes, so F going to C but when C is hit there's an E in the bass so they get a feeling of um, I suppose um, a classical orchestration happening there. Eddie Money would not be happy with that Well um, uh, there ends the first 8 bar dissection I hope uh, it made some sense to you and I hope it was interesting let's just hear those after listening to me ramble let's hear those 8 bars again and then you'll be able to relate what I said to the piece of music again I just want to make a point. Uh, don't try this at home. The key that that's sounding in there with the demo is um, actually uh, playing in E flat minor eleven. Yeah, I did the demo in D minor eleven, which means I must have uh, very speeded it, speed the track up just a just a touch. So it, uh, it's a semitone higher what you're hearing here. I just went to the piano and uh, their demo sounds like it's in E around E flat uh, minor eleven, but I can. Promise you I did it in D minor 11 because I know those chords a little bit better. Well, I hope you're not too bored. You went along with me on that, the eight-bar dissection. Um, Please come back into the room. Please come back into the room. We're going to carry on with some new music now. OK, OK, I'll be there in a minute. Uh, I do hope that a few of you enjoyed that eight-bar dissection. My head nearly exploded trying to think about it. Uh, Composers, grey matter all over the floor... In the Radio Oursnare studio. Uh, disgusting. I'd like to play you a brand new song now, a song called The Pride of Belfast. I've just recently finished this, and it's all about the building of the Titanic.
1: The sun yeah, it's time. to forge the future's dream into fifty thousand tons.
0: It's a new song of mine uh, and that is called The Pride of Belfast. I was reading a few books about the building of the Titanic and the men that worked on her were called the men of iron. Um, In the first verse, I couldn't uh, resist putting in the names of the cranes that were overtowering Belfast and overtowering the ship. That was Samson and Goliath. Uh, My hometown is Southampton, so I heard a lot of stories about the Titanic uh, leaving on her last journey from my hometown, And after reading these books about the men of iron, I had to write this song. That's The Pride of Belfast. The sound of the wild, the sound of the owls, it's the end of the first show of the new year Um, quite emotional really Um, thank you for joining me Um, it's just lovely to have you owl heads out there, all three of you 3,000 I mean, it's really, 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 really good to be back and to be playing you some of these uh, odds and sods, some of these misfits some of these orphans from my songwriting career Uh, it wouldn't be right for me to go without saying please, please be kind to all the animals out there. Um, I still uh, support the charities that are fighting to stop the animals being experimented on. We don't need to do that uh, in this new age of ours. So that is old-fashioned and it should be stopped. I love you all and I know you're sending love back to me. I can feel it. Uh, uh, Radio Owls Nest episode 15. Uh, Yes, 15. Uh, That's pretty amazing, really, that I had the stamina to go that long. And you had the stamina, possibly, to stay with me. So stay healthy, stay happy, and stay peaceful through these ever-changing times. And always look on the bright side of life, as Monty Python have told us to do. And I will see you again, my fellow owl heads, very soon... In the Owl's Nest...